Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Dance the Jive, it's episode five. I'm Richie Firth and I hack travel. Welcome to Richie Firth Travel Hacker. And here's my dancing partner, Chris. I've always seen you as a tango kind of guy, but... Um... <laughs> I see you as a flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Christopher? I, I, I'm very well, Richie. I, uh, I'm off work this week. That basically means that every two days I get to wake up after 7.30am and walk around the park just a little bit more. It's quite nice. <laughs> it's at this point we should say hello to our new Patreons. Uh, if you want to become a Patriot uh, to this uh, Travel Hacker podcast, you can uh, pay for bespoke content. It's a fantastic deal these people are getting. Uh, PatriotGames.co.uk slash Travel Hacker. Chris, who have we got to say hello to? Rich, we've got a little bit of a problem here. Um, for a start, I think one thing that became quite obvious from our conversation between last week and this is that um, the Patriots have revealed on social media that they do want to hear our fuck-ups as bonus episodes. So, so they will be getting a special compilation. But we've, we've struck a little bit of a problem. Um, as, as we record this seven days after the last record, yeah. uh, we've only added one new Patreon, Rich. That'll probably be a problem with Patreon. They probably need to reboot or something rather than right. a, a blockage in the system, I would imagine. I mean, it, it could just be that they've sort of uh, blocked us because you keep giving them the wrong name. Patreon. Rubicon Mark II. <laughs> I tell you what, let's, let's, let's switch focus. Why don't you give out the address? Oh, interesting. So if I give out the address now and someone wants to become a patron of this show... And we get an uptake. That's something we'll both take note of, yeah? Okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. Listener, you can be like Selling Straws, who is this week's Patreon. You can fund this show as a Patreon, and for that, you get to send us wherever you like. So, currently, as long as you pay enough. So, currently, we are on the cusp of having enough funding to have to sleep in we're, we're, we're basically almost got enough money to spoon in a ferry and that is very realistic genuinely and, and yeah we we, we we i don't think we have enough to get all the way through our dublin to douglas to derby rides but we we can probably spoon all the way between dublin and douglas you can make this happen 
if you want us to get on the world's long or the UK's longest bus journey from some place to a colder place further up north, <laughs> you can fund this. If you basically want me and Rich to just drive around a motorway for hours and hours and hours whilst we lose the will to live, you can fund this. There's two types of Patreon. One, you're great. You're Rubicons. You just keep the show on the road. But if you want to flapjack and tango it, you get bonus content, which I promise, I promise includes Richie Firth fuck-ups that only you will hear. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash travel hacker hashtag fuck-ups. What happens if in this recording tonight I don't fuck up once? then that means the Patreons have nothing extra to listen to. Oh, Rich, there's always something from the archives that I can find. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. We've only just gone onto Patreon. This is three seasons in. We've got about 18 hours of our journey around <laughs> Anally that we can still just go back and relive. Uh, okay, right, on with season three. Coming up in this episode of Richie Firth Travel Hacker... Like a kid's party, but with a map. I still love Gooch. Hi, Lima Bumu, Rababu. Balls. <laughs> Kaku Vel Emilium. Bums. Which Essex batsman did you most enjoy for playing for England in the 80s and 90s? I certainly loved Gooch in the 80s. I guess I still love Gooch. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay chris hack number one for this episode what have we got this one comes from anthony no need to pronounce the h although he has spelt it and thorny richie chris enjoying the podcast a lot thank you anthony good start I'm hoping to go to the Faroe Islands when the whole COVID malarkey ends. Any chance you can tell me the best place to get a good quality bacon sandwich there so I can plan accordingly? <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's longer than some of the ones we previously <laughs> no. had. Um, genuine question, Chris. Did you know where the Faroe Islands were? Yes. When this, when this email came in, if someone was playing Pin the Tail on the Donkey... Um, at like a kid's party but with a map and, and the donkey was the Faroe Islands would you have known where its tail was? One, I'm a geography geek Two, I absolutely love terrible football teams playing in European qualifying competitions That's why you support Spurs It's it, very good, very good uh, I, I, I've got nothing to fight back with right you now You left that open uh, We're about to get knocked out of another tournament um, so, so yes, I have Now, I, I, I think your point that you're going to make is is the remoteness of where this bloody place is yeah it really is it's astonishing i had a look um if you want to fly to the faroe islands uh it's got an airport vagar airport uh, there is one flight per week from bergen there are four flights per week from copenhagen and that is your lot mm. Uh, it is so remote it's an hour 45 from copenhagen uh, for that one flight a week from bergen it's an hour and five minutes so it's worth the wait if you're not fond of flying uh, but when you get to uh, the faroe islands i thought for this one chris the best thing to do is to go to go on google and look for the number one rated cafe yeah uh, in 
the Faroe Islands, which is a place called the Panama Cafe. Uh, and that is where I believe you should go for your uh, bacon sandwich. Now, looking at the menu here, it doesn't have a translation on their website into English. I don't speak Faroe, um, but it's not that difficult to understand. You can have a slog av sandwich with mozzarella, tomate, salad and persil pesto. So I would imagine that is a mozzarella, tomato and salad sandwich with a pesto made out of washing up powder. That, that's almost certainly true. Rich, I, I've done a bit of research here. I might be able to help you out. Does the menu have anything on it that looks like svinakjot or svinat yogve? Uh, Sirona Skinner, I think that's your sister. Uh, <laughs> Good, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Brie, Salat, Tomat, no, Mayo, no, and Og Senep. No, so Svinakjot is pork in Faroese, and okay. Svinat Yogv, maybe pronounced like that, is ham. Okay, so I wondered if that might help. Svinat Yog is ham. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty close to bacon. I mean, as a non-pork eater, I'm guessing here. What about Helimabubu Rababu? Okay, give, give me some kind of spelling on that. Helimabubu <laughs> No, that's not spelling. That's just saying the word again. Kaku vel emilium. Hilimulumu. Oh my god. Rababu. H Y L I B L O M U. Og. R A B A R B U. Rababu. What's that? Uh, no, it appears that whatever that place is doesn't sell food in Faroese. According to the Faroese translation guide I've got here. Hang on a second. Can we step back a moment here, yeah? Yeah. Your recommendation is a, a highly rated restaurant that you don't know if it sells bacon or not. Correct. But I know it's the best cafe on the Faroe Islands. Well, that's something. I'm surprised you didn't go for I did a, a little search as well, and I found a cafe or a restaurant called Cox. <laughs> I bet you did. Um, I also found a vegan guide to eating in the Faroe Islands. Well, they're not going to do a bacon sandwich, are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not. They're not, sadly. So I put a shout out on Twitter, Rich, and just have you ever been to the Faroe Islands? What was the food like? Was the general vibe? And uh, a friend of mine, David Maguire, D. Giggsy, got in touch. And he said he went there in 2007. And he right. got his notebook. He's, he's emailed me his notebook. Wow. Uh, the G Festival, tucked away cosily in a fishing village called Gota in the Faroe Islands. A leading Scandinavian shindig, uh, illuminating musical talents from all over the world in a setting that oozes beauty and charm. Saturday was a day that began with, not quite bacon, but whale meat and blubber on the buffet menu. Uh, he says he also saw a fire juggler misjudge his juggling with almost dire consequences, which is quite <laughs> spectacular. And um, there were also sea creatures, which he hasn't noted what they were called, and sandwiches. Doesn't say if they're bacon or not. I've never, I've never eaten whale meat, but I would imagine if you're a whale, like you live in the sea, and you live in really cold parts of the sea, so I would imagine you've got quite thick skin. So I would imagine, I would imagine that's a grisly sandwich. I, I would suggest a, 
I would suggest bacon's going to be better than whale meat. Like, it's quite rare that you get given something that's called a local delicacy that no one else has really tried, and it's actually good. <laughs> like, occasionally, <laughs> there are occasionally really lovely foods that don't travel. Like, can I recommend the fruit, the mangosteen, which uh, is, is sort of... It looks disgusting, but it tastes somewhere between a grape and a strawberry you get in some parts of Asia. Travels really badly. Oh, I like the sound of that. It looks like a lychee. Uh, tastes like a grape meets a strawberry. But mm. but that's about the only thing that I've ever, like in terms of natural ingredients, that I've gone, yeah, I wish we had more of that. <laughs> you know how we haven't been getting many Patreons over the last week? Mangosteen. I think it's time for an advert. You've gone early with the ad there, Rich. We didn't even conclude the hack. <laughs> Do you think there was an advert just then? Unlikely. I listened to last week's episode and there was one ad. I had reports of an advert uh, during last week's episode plugging a rival radio station from the one that I'm on. <laughs> You know, money well spent. Rich, uh, what do you think is a slightly derogatory term for someone who doesn't do much with their life or is homeless or, or they're homeless? Do you know that sort of term that sometimes gets used there? Well, in my world, I describe them all as bums. Thanks, Rich. Let's move on. Right. Christopher, time for a second hack. Rich. We have another person from Minnesota. This is the third Minnesotan to get in touch. This is really exciting. There are enclaves in the world where this, this podcast performs really, really well. Uh, we discovered that Stockholm was mm. one of them, and we're really still looking forward to uh, um, Hackstock uh, when we all get our, uh, our vaccine passports and we're able to travel places. Uh, but Minnesota really is turning into uh, a, a second enclave. And if you support us on Patreon, we will hack the shit out of Minnesota. We will indeed. I mean, it, that's going to take a lot of Patreons. Do um, do uh, sea truck ferries go to Minnesota? <laughs> Look, for enough cash, most people will do anything at this desperate time. <laughs> Myself included. Uh, Richie and Chris, over the past year, I have watched from afar as cannibal-run records have been repeatedly smashed thanks to less traffic and law enforcement being on the highways due to COVID. I have no plans to try and set a record driving coast to coast, but I did wonder how long it would take to circumnavigate my state of Minnesota by paralleling the borders as close as possible using major roads. You do not need to do this, he says. I already mapped the route to drive one lap of Minnesota. Is that it? No. But if one wanted to drive one lap of England what route would they take how long is that journey how quickly can it be done how quickly can it be done if one really wanted to try cannonball style who is that from once again oh sorry yeah waiting for this all to be over I assume he means Covid and not the show <laughs> <laughs> it could be both Jeff Riker okay Jeff um, this is great I love this um, I was a big fan of uh, the movies uh, many have said uh, that I'm very much uh, like uh, Captain Chaos uh, from the Cannonball Run movies and uh, Dom DeLuise. Um, but do people really know what the actual Cannonball Run is? Um, it is defined as 
an unsanctioned speed record and is typically accepted to be uh, a run from New York City's Red Bull Garage to the Portofino Hotel in Los Angeles, which is a distance of 2,800 miles. Now, the records that Jeff, have, uh, that Jeff was speaking of uh, stands as thus. Uh, in August 2020, the current record is 25 hours and 39 minutes. Wow. To drive from New York City to Los Angeles. A top speed of 175 miles an hour and an average speed of 110 miles an hour. So, you go back to the first line of the definition. It's very much an unsanctioned speed record. And so that's, that's why basically breaking the law for 25, 25 hours and 3,000-odd miles. Correct, yeah. Wow. And that's why the likes of Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and uh, the, the great glitterati that were in those fantastic Cannibal Run movies, that's why they were dodging the cops. Right. So... If we transfer that into Jeff's question about a cannibal run around England, how long will it take to do a run around England? It's a great question. Uh, it's one I've had to research. Here's the route that I've plotted to give us an answer of 1,699 miles around England. Started off at Land's End. Obviously, John O'Groats is in Scotland, but everyone knows Land's End to John O'Groats. So I've started at Land's End. That's going to be our start and finish point. I've taken us from Land's End at the, uh, the point of Cornwall and gone up the North Devon coast to Bristol. Then you have to go inland slightly towards Hereford. And I've skirted up the Welsh border. Yeah. So Hereford and Shrewsbury up towards Chester. Then you loop back round from Liverpool and back up towards Blackpool and then skirt back in the Whitehaven coast towards Carlisle and then you're very much up towards the borders and you're going uh, diagonally across the top of uh, Britain uh, towards Berwick-upon-Tweed, the most northerly uh, English town before you hit Scotland and obviously by that point you're on the east coast then make your way back down the east coast uh, towards the most easterly point in the British Isles, which is Lowestoft. Uh, then uh, you're back down towards uh, Essex and then uh, the Thames Estuary and back out to Margate, mm. round towards Dover, along towards Brighton, along the south coast and back towards Land's End. That is your 1,699 miles around England. So here's where you've got to take a bit of a leap of faith and go a little bit with the record that's been set for the Cannibal Run in the States. So that 1,699 miles that Google has plotted says 35 hours for the drive. Obviously, you're going non-stop, so you'd have to be a team. Instant, uh, interestingly, uh, it's a three-person team that has set that record uh, of 25 hours and 39 minutes across the States. Hang on, so someone has to sit in the back seat while someone is herring at that speed. <laughs> yeah. That is awful. And take a lot of calms, I would imagine. Oh, my God. Google's saying 35 hours for the English drive. So if you take the average speed of 110 miles an hour that was uh, taken for the US record, I've taken that as a reference point, mm. 1,699 miles around England at an average of 110 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour over our maximum speed limit in this country, mm. 
the equivalent time would be to go around England, it would be 15 hours and 45 minutes. No way. Yes way. No way. For a couple of reasons. One, we have so many speed cameras on our roads that you would rack up a fine like and that's what the patreons are for (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah it's an unsanctioned speed record so i mean with the amount of speed cameras we have in this country there's absolutely no way you could do it whatsoever unless i've been thinking about this you remember uh back gulf war times i'm sure the us air force still have these you know those um those like uh bombers that they had that were impervious to stealth fighters stealth fighters yeah um and the u.s air force wanted to buy the rights from blur to song two because they thought it was such an amazing song and they wanted to have it uh for their morale boosting things for the u.s air force and the only deal that blur would sign would be if the u.s air force signed over to blur the rights to paint all their vehicles uh in the same material that the stealth bombers are painted in so that they could be impervious uh to the speed cameras in the uk that's ridiculous did they do it (laughs) No, they wouldn't go for it. <laughs> so Damon Albarn and uh, and the like cannot drive through speed cameras. Well, that is disappointing. That is disappointing. Um, I mean, I, I find the idea of being able to do like that kind of cannibal style driving in the UK preposterous. Our, like for, for, for international listeners, our roads are so heavily regulated <laughs> and busy and bad um i i I plotted the 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 route out as well rich and almost identical to you although i went anti you've you've gone clockwise haven't you and i went anti-clockwise i mean that is the difference between you and me of course (laughs) i was only ever going to go clockwise and of course you were only ever going to go something that's got the word anti in it well that's hang on a second that is unfair and true (laughs) (laughs) and i found i don't know about you the the restriction of it only being England was a problem for me. Like I kept the route I was plotting a little occasionally kept wanting to move just into Wales. Mm-hmm. But especially, say, trying to get between, say, Berwick and Gretna on like the northeast and northwest coasts, it just wanted to take me through Scotland. Yep, I agree. And I and agree. that was a shame. Like it would have it would have been better if either Scotland had conquered more of England. <laughs> Or at least done it in a slightly straighter line, or or it was all of the UK. I think if you're going at an average speed of 110 miles an hour, I'd fancy my chances of going right through Hadrian's Wall. I mean, I, I think that's a fair shoo-in. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'd be just quite interested what happens when you go over the Dartford Bridge. There's no coming down. <laughs> Take <I>. off. <laughs> Do you know what, though? The thing is, right, Jeff put us with some parameters of it only being around England. But that gave us a time of 15 hours and 45 minutes. And do you know why I find that disappointing? That's because that's doable. I think you could do that as one person. 15 hours and 45 minutes, you wouldn't even need to change over. You could do that in one day. Mate, no way. Of course you could. You could not drive 110 miles an hour for 15 hours without, at the very least, shitting your pants. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher what? had six hours. <laughs> the Iron Lady had six hours sleep, right? Okay. Yeah, but she took a dump, I'm guessing, <laughs> at some point yeah. in the day. 15 hours, 45 minutes. That leaves. She called nine it the mine, to- actually, instead of the toilet. 
that, that, that that's getting political that leaves nine hours to sleep this is very doable if it was scotland it makes it more of an achievement well look look i i, I don't know what you achieve by doing this i'm slightly bemused by the whole affair it's weird because i have always been the one in the show so far has been like sure break the rules and you've been like you've always been quite a stickler for the rules we ourselves when mm. we did the m25 did not mm. break the speed limit correct and now i just think of all this this angry driving and i'm like oh just just you know just do it in 31 hours and maybe maybe do it in 34 <laughs> stop off at a few service stations do a bit of sightseeing <laughs> jeff we've given you an answer it might not be the one you wanted 15 hours 45 minutes that's how long it would take it's a little bit underwhelming um, and from one Minnesotan, should, should we do Gretchen or shall we do an ad break first? We, as we know, we're, we're struggling with the Patreon, so we really should take a break right now. Do you reckon there was an ad this time as well? <laughs> Two in one show, are you kidding? Rich, what do uh, the sports of tennis, cricket and football all use in common? balls you can get in touch with us uh, by emailing us it's travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com uh, become a patriot patreon.com slash travel hacker you get the bonus content you give us th- you get the chance to fund chris and i bunking up on the uk's longest ferry to uh, go from Haysham over to dublin is it possible for us to drink a pint of guinness uh, in douglas and in derby and in Haysham. This is what? <laughs> That's not where we go, is it? No. Dublin, Douglas, Derby. That's but it. That's what I said. No, we, the Haysham thing is not... We don't drink in Haysham. Haysham's just oh, we where... we just catch a ferry, don't It's we? just where the sea truck lands. Does it Patreon. land? Is that what happened? It docks? Docks? Lands? I, I'd rather it dock. If it lands, I, uh, I'm worried about the hull patreon.com slash travel hacker for this quality bonus content do you want a uh, a third uh one before we do gretchen let's do it let's do it quick so we can uh, get to gretchen uh i have a little problem with this one but you're quite keen on it rich this is from dr evil on twitter right i need to plan a trip back from sao paulo to london need it to take about two weeks Ideally avoiding Portugal and Peru. I mean, uh, Rich, you go first. I've got some problems with this. Well, I think let's give ourselves a little bit of time to speculate what this Dr. Evil character is on about. Because if you're starting in Sao Paulo, if you were to go left or west, then you hit Peru. If you were to go uh, right or east or northeast somewhat one of the direct places that you would land is portugal so he's putting some really tricky um some really tricky barriers in the way here secondly why has it got to take two weeks because mm. it's eminently possible to do it way quicker than that mm. so what's he on the run on who's he frightened of in peru who's he upset in portugal what the hell's going on here it's it's a- absolutely disgraceful well we are here to hack travel not not hack some... drug dealers secret missions <laughs> <laughs> 
if somebody's come to us and said this is my journey i need it hacked it is our duty to do it whether it's ludicrous or not so i do have an answer and this is how i would do it i would take an 85 hour drive to caracas in venezuela from sao paulo (laughs) (laughs) 85 hours I think we'll all agree, is three and a half days. So, Chris, it is your job right now to keep a running total. So, 85 hours. 85 hours. And that's how long it takes to get to Caracas. If you're driving to Caracas from Sao Paulo to Venezuela. Keep going. From Caracas to Miami, we take an eight-hour flight. Um... And are we factoring any sort of waiting time at the airport, processing time, all that kind of stuff? If we're saying that it's three and a half days from Caracas to Venezuela, I'm then saying eight hours, that's half a day from Caracas to Miami. So let's call it four days so far. Okay. Miami to Quebec is a 163-hour cycle. We are cycling. <laughs> now now my ears are pricked up. Exactly, because you love cycling. We are going to cycle from Miami to Quebec. That is 163 hours to cycle, which is seven days. 163 hours is seven mm. days. If you add seven to that earlier four, we're now at 11 days into our journey, and we are in... Quebec. Now, Are you we still going to keep calling it Quebec? Are you just calling it that to annoy me? That's his name. Whose name? Quebec. Quebec. In Canada. Okay, keep what going. What is it called then? I could be wrong, Rich. I would call it Quebec. But but you, I might be wrong. Okay, if you are going, you're going into a football match, what are you doing at the turnstiles? I'm like waiting to get in. You're not quitting, are you? Quitting? Oh, we're doing it like this, are we? (laughs) Okay, then. Um, Do do, do, do you want want to play this game? No, because you'll probably uh, win Did did we start this journey in Brazil? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's Brazil, actually. (laughs) Right, okay. So, from Quebec... Yeah, sure. I mean, I might be wrong, Rich. You know, you, you should have the courage of your convictions, mate. So, from Quebec, we are flying to Manchester. Oh, my God. It's always Manchester <laughs> with you. <laughs> no, because if we went to if we flew to London, we'd be too early because he said he wanted <laughs> yeah. it to take 14 hours. So, we're flying from Quebec to Manchester. It's a 13-hour flight. So, I think we'd all agree we're now at 11 and a half days. Are we agreed? I mean, I, I think that's a little bit optimistic. I think there's going to be a bit of waiting time and all that kind of stuff. But, sure. The final part of our journey is Manchester to London. Manchester to London is a 60-hour walk. Oh, for I think we're all agreed that 60 hours is two and a half days. That'll take us to 14 days. 14 days is two weeks. That is how you go from Sao Paulo to London in two weeks. It it, it sounds like a life-changing experience. Genuinely amazing. Um, I've got a couple of thoughts. Can we start with the cost? Oh, I didn't cost it. <laughs> oh, gosh, Rick. <laughs> but I would have thought quite cheap, actually, because a lot of it is cycling and walking. You're actually only playing for petrol from Caracas to Sao Paulo. And the vehicle. 
Um, and also for the flight from Caracas to Miami. And the and bicycle. The flight, and the flight from Quebec to Manchester. The accommodation. Um, Are you going to sleep on the bicycle or by the side of the road? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tandem. You're taking a mate. They're, par- they're pedalling. Right. Just nodding to their back. Right. Okay. And, um, okay, so that, that's fine. It's not costly, but you think it'll be quite cheap. I, I, I respectfully disagree. Um, one other little thought. Uh, as you say, if you go left, um, west, mm-hmm. um, from uh, Brazil, you said you get in Peru, and to Peru. And that is true in some parts of Brazil. From Sao Paulo, uh, you actually go, you hit Paraguay and then Bolivia and then Chile and then the mm-hmm. sea but then if you go north you get to Peru so just a mm-hmm. small observation from me secondly the whole Portugal thing I wondered if it was because a lot of flights um, like they, they they have a stop off from Sao Paulo so I just wondered if you wanted to ensure that we didn't do the say the Lisbon stop off of that flight so you can get flights uh, Rich that go to Madrid one, one quick stop in Madrid and then you get over there you can do that journey in basically a day for about 450 quid mm-hmm. and then in newly introduced British quarantine rules you then spend two weeks in a hotel in quarantine <laughs> <laughs> oh I hadn't factored that in that's a very good shout so uh, I mean again all those countries you're going for I don't know what the regulations are right now but um <laughs> hey, I took a COVID test today. I've passed. They'll let me in. Great. Congratulations, Rich. <laughs> if you have a hack for us and you want it to be as emphatically hacked as all three that have been put before the panel tonight, then you can do so uh, by tweeting us at Richie Firth or at producer chris if you're on twitter you can email us travelhackerpodcast at gmail.com become a patreon of travel hacker patreon.com slash travel hacker there are various different tariffs that you can sign up for some that will take us just around the m25 for a second time some that will bunk us up on a ferry across the irish sea drinking guinness to see if it's possible to be done whatever it's your choice but get in touch we want to get you travel ready for when it's time to travel again first we vaccinate and then we hacktivate. I'm Richie Firth. I hack travel. Good night. So we're not doing Gretchen's letter then? Ah, shit. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.